podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to a Derby edition of the AI Premier League Preview Pod as the Reds set off on the short journey, of course, to, to Goodison to take on Everton uh, this Sunday. So helping me to look ahead to the Derby, uh, I'm delighted to be joined by AI regular Sam Evans and uh, multimedia producer from joe.co.uk, Joe Gilmore. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Good? Yeah, not bad at all. It's, it's always good to actually find... Uh, Everton fans actually speak to ahead of this game, Joe. I mean, it's uh, it's, 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 it's the first time I, I, we've had you on, but um, it's always like difficult. I think. I mean, we're not as ridiculously partisan on this pod as uh, I guess that we could be, um, especially considering sort of the record in, in 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 these derbies and things like that. But yeah, it's great to great to be speaking with you, get a bit of insight onto into how Everton's um, season has gone so far um, and how, how things have gone for Marco Silva, really. I think that's been one of the most interesting uh, aspects of the season, just seeing how he does with a full campaign um, yeah, uh, definitely. to manage. Definitely. Um, and I guess that's probably where we should start then. I mean, how, how do you think the season's gone so far? Um, and, and do you think there was like a... a, a um, uh, what would you say you've learned about Marco Silva as a manager in terms of how he's approached uh, this, uh, this full season? I think um, with Marco Silva, he started off so well because we were so used to the same stuff with um, Sam Allardyce. I mean, Sam Allardyce was just boring football. I mean, don't get me wrong, he got us there in the end. He got us out of that horrible um, drought. But I think when Marco Silva came in, he just injected a bit of, bit of oomph into the Everton team, almost. Um, and then from the start of the season, we were fantastic. And I think it's funny that we're talking about the derby now because the derby was sort of the game where after that, the whole side's confidence was gone. And we're only sort of getting that back now. But ever since the derby, um, Everton just haven't been the same. And I don't know, I, And to me, I think it's because of obviously the last minute Origi goal, which wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I think ever since then, Everton just haven't been the same team that they were because there was a, a bit more... Um, just we, we seemed to be a bit more hungry before that game. And then now, uh, I, I can't see us being the same since. Really? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I think obviously, um, <laughs> obviously Liverpool fans like to like to think that Origi broke broke Everton this season, but it actually does it it, it did appear, well, and it, I guess it does appear to. I mean, if you can call that a little bit reductive, but it, I mean, it, it does appear to be the case. It does if you look at the results afterwards, um, and just in terms of how you're playing as well. I mean, what I wanted mm. to ask you, I mean, because I actually remember that that that, that previous derby game. I mean, obviously, everyone will always remember it for that goal. <laughs> but I remember it in terms of just the fact that you, I thought it was the most assured um, sort of performance I'd seen from an Everton side at Anfield for for years, to be honest, in terms of knowing exactly what they were there to do, setting Definitely. out to do it, um, not getting sort of um, overwhelmed by the atmosphere, sticking to it, seeing that it was working, even when it looked like, it looked like okay, it's going to be a nil-nil draw, even though we could have maybe nicked this, um, sort of settling for that. And then, of course, you know, the, the complete freak, of that goal happens. Uh, I mean, pr- prior to that game, I mean, yeah, how were you typically like approaching games? What was the style that Silva was trying to employ with you guys? I think, I think, um, however you approach a derby, like usually what happens is Everton has a really good run before a derby, and Liverpool have an awful run before a derby, <laughs> and then Liverpool, Liverpool end up beating us four yeah. <laughs> 0 That's what yeah. usually happens with Everton. 
Um, but I think with with that derby last time, because there was so much of a difference that was injected by Marco Silva, a lot of Blues were confident that we were going to at least not lose and at least get a draw out of it. And as you say, that was one of our best performances all season, um, to not be knocked by, by Anfield and to have that confidence all game. And it's just, it's such a shame that um, that last minute, you know, like, it's, don't get me wrong, I've actually made a tweet saying it's the most Everton thing to ever Everton in the history of Everton because oh, that yeah. is what happens. You it's, lose. It was iconic. We'll play. I remember watching it. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jim. I remember just watching it thinking that, I mean, trying to come up with a way of, like, how are you going to potentially not win or draw that game? Um, yeah. And... I, I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't have written that really, could you? You physically, yeah, exactly. You physically can't write it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's just one of them. I think running into a derby, you never know what's going to happen. Um, it's just a different type of game. It's what, it's what you watch football for. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So coming into this game, you just got to hope for the best, really, and hope that we can, uh, move on from last derby and you know, give it a good go since we're at home this time. Yeah. And and who have been the key players this season? And obviously, it's been a, it's it's been one of mixed results so far for sure. Um, uh, especially since that turning point, as you mentioned. But like, who who are the players who have been sort of standing up? I mean, I mean, Sigurdsson I mean, comes to mind because he's he's an obvious sort of match of the day type name that you can watch and see that he's clearly talented. Idris Gay as well obviously comes uh, comes to mind as well. But who 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 have been the players who tried to um, you know, put on a show and be be more consistent performers? I think one of the most exciting players we signed was definitely Andre Gomez. Um, when, when he come back out of his injury, um, I believe it was an injury. Um, he was, fa- he was fantastic and he just brought that bit of assurance. Um, and then as you say, recently, uh, Richardson's been a bit quiet, but at the start, he was doing really well. Um, obviously the Sigurdsson, he's top scorer now, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I'd say those three. And I think, uh, Yeri Mina, I think I, I really, I'm a big fan of Yeri Mina. I think he's been playing really well. Yeah, I think yeah. Pe- pe- people weren't entirely sure what to make of Yamin, I think, to, coming off the, off the World Cup, because I thought he, he'd attacked well. Obviously, he was a threat from set pieces, but people weren't sure how, mm. how he would defend. I mean, I think one of the accusations, I mean, that's often been leveled at like previous Everton managers as well, even when they've been really noticeably different from like back in the day, David Moyes, I guess, um, is, you know, even when, when Martinez at his best, it was you know, pretty fluid attacking football. We know Silva can do that as well at, at his best. He can produce that for you guys. Um, yeah. How has it been defensively, though? I mean, do you think he's? Do you, do you get the impression that Silva's not entirely sure how to set you up defensively, or do you think it's just a case of you need to buy some more, uh, more players? I think again with Everton, we, we've always seemed to struggle defensively. I mean, we've had a couple of injuries. Um, one of the shining stars I've said, I'd say, is Dinier. Um I think he's been fantastic for us at left back. Um, but yeah, one, I think it's it's quite hard at Everton to find that click with our defenders, um, and it's, it's quite hard to manage. I, I'm not sure why, but we never seem to get our defending right. But yeah, it's it's always a um, area where we need to improve defenders, and I'm not sure whether it's because we've brought so many players in at defence and it's just not worked almost. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure how we can fix that. Um, I think it's just a case of management, yeah, with Marco Silva just needs to sort of rein us in, yeah. And just because we struggle with bottle a lot, Everton. Um, and funny, one of the funniest things you notice is whenever we win, we don't concede usually. 
um, because we could be two goals up and then once we once it's two one, our bottle goes and we'll end up letting two more in or or or, or end up not winning the game. So yeah, we really do struggle with bottle at Everton. Do you think it's a case of injecting more um, experience into the side in terms of that defensive nous? I mean, pe- people who know how to shut up a game, um, how to shut up shop rather than actually let you uh, keep it tight. And even when sort of you do concede a goal, uh, make sure that the, the team, and there are some really young, talented players in the team as well, you know, don't lose yeah. their heads in that environment. Do, do, do you think it's a case of getting a few of those old heads in? Yeah, I suppose we could bring some old heads, even, even if it's behind the scene, just to try and, Build the confidence of the players. Um, I've noticed Michael Keane sometimes he does struggle a bit with confidence, but yeah, I, I mean Phil Jagielka, he's on his way out now. He's only played a couple of games um, for us this season, but if he can pass on any confidence, then that'd be great for our players because we do really suffer in that department. Yeah. And one thing I was going to mention about confidence as well is that I think we, we as Liverpool fans, have definitely seen it this season in terms of I mean, we've had so many years when we had a keeper. In Mignolet, who never sort of in, in, inspired any confidence, um, and yeah. that sort of bled through to the defence, and, and some of those defenders never inspired confidence either. Now, obviously, we, we've shelled out a lot of money, but we, we brought in um, you know, the likes of Van Dijk and the likes of um, Allison, and Allison especially, um, just by doing yeah. the basics right, time and time again. Yes, he can pull out the odd ridiculous save that you know, lets you know why you paid the money, but it's that consistency that's been quite. Um, reassuring and sort of oddly unsettling because it's taken a while to get used to it, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> the question I've got around this is, I mean, I, I'll be honest, personally, I, I've, I've never personally rated um, Jordan Pickford um, in terms of a keeper that gives you that, in terms of that that calmness and that assurance that it's the, he's going to do the, he's going to do the basic stuff right nine times out of yeah. ten. I do think he can he can pull off um, a brilliant sale, and I do think he's got good vision um, in terms of his yeah. distribution. Um, but he does strike me as somebody who. And not, I'm not, not just talking about the, the previous Derby game, but strikes me as somebody who he, he can get a little bit lost in his head if the he pressure. makes a mistake, and that could bleed through to the defence. Do you think that's something that you do suffer from? Yeah, I think almost sometimes I can't really bl- blame Pickford for that, though, because um, I, I saw it relate that to our defence, because obviously there was the slip-up with the Derby, but obviously every, every keeper's going to make slip-ups. But because you've seen in the World Cup and how with a good defense, how well he can play, and like he can he can pull off really good saves. And as as you say, nine times out of sell it, nine times out of ten he makes the basic save. But yeah, I, th- I think sometimes maybe he's not confident with our def- as you say, maybe he's not confident with our defense, and that's where it sort of goes wrong. Um, I do I have total trust in Pickford. He took a little knock after the derby. He didn't have the best couple of games, but. I don't know. I, I really do have trust in him um, as an Evan keeper because I can't see who else we'd bring in yeah. who'd do a job like him. I mean, he seems like a resilient type for sure. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a few interviews with him where he sort of talks about how um, he, he never lets stuff like that get to him. I mean, I would have thought no. that a result like that that Derby um, result and, and the way in which you lost that game would have yeah, pr- I mean, pretty much destroyed lesser players. I, I, I mean, it really could. I mean, I, I'm trying to oh, think totally. if it was on the other way round. Uh, for us and Mignolet have done that. Um, I mean, I can't imagine what I do. But, I mean, we, we we saw firsthand. I mean, a completely different game, different stakes. Um, but we saw what happened to Carius. You know, when he Carius um, absolutely you know, ruined him. Yes, he had the um, the concussion and things like that. But just the fact that he'd been through that, um, mm. it seemed like I mean, the fans were never going to give him another chance. 
Um, and he, he wasn't prepared to let himself give, or give himself another chance. It always seemed to be in his head. Um, it's, I guess it's good that he's gotten away now. Um, mm. I mean, again, do you think the option there would be potentially bringing in a much more experienced goalkeeper maybe later on in their career, maybe towards the end of their career, to, to be there as a, a backup to I don't know, pr- provide that guidance to, to someone like Pickford or...? Yeah, well, well, I mean, we have got Stecklenberg as a backup. Yeah. He's, he's 36, he's getting on himself. Um, but as you say, uh, I think the difference between Liverpool fans and maybe Everton fans, don't be wrong, I know Carrius made a couple of mistakes before that um, Champions League final. And at the end of the day, there's a total difference between the Champions League final and a derby. But yeah. um, I noticed the reaction to Pickford um, from Everton fans, it wasn't let's absolutely ruin him because um, it's everyone makes mistakes. I think the main reaction from Everton fans was, come on, you made a mistake, kick on, and just, he's only young, he's 24, so that's still young as a keeper. Um, like, don't let it ruin you. Like, because you saw what happened to Carrius when we, when, because Liverpool fans ruined Carrius after that Champions League final. You've got to agree with that, haven't you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 we, I think on, on this pod, we've always been quite, we're always quite supportive of Carrick because actually, I think if you're looking at the way how he performed uh, in the yeah. season prior to the actual Champions League um, performance, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty undoubted. If you look at it all and how he performed and how he, how he helped. Yeah, he had a great season. As a unit, he had a great season. Um, it, was one of the, it was actually one of the strongest ones of the keepers in, in the league. And he helped us Massive defend, he helped us defend much higher. Exactly. He helped us defend much, much higher, which helped us. In turn, like you know, Van Dyke getting into it, there was definitely more trust there. Um, it's just, it's just com- a, a little bit like the derby. In that it, I mean, if this concussion story is to be believed as well, I mean, it's completely ridiculous, like uh, unparalleled um, circumstances yeah. to go through that stuff. It's just, um, but yeah, it, it, it does appear as though you, you've been you've been very supportive to um, to Pickford since that since that loss. I mean, b- before that loss, I mean, you mentioned you were playing with much more aggression, much more hunger. Um, how, how do you think? How has Silva tried to get you playing? I mean, what's what's the sort of the tactical setup he's he's usually gone for? Um, has he switched it around this season when, when things haven't worked, or, or do you think he's staying true to what he what he hopes to um, hopes to get you playing? I think he's definitely um, taking chances. Uh, he has switched the team around quite a lot this season, and um, I think he's just trying to find the right gel and find what works. Um, I think I found in a couple of games when you do, even if we do come back off a three 0 win and we keep the team the same, maybe it's not suited to the right um, opposition. But so he is changing it. He is making sure he has got the right team for the right opposition. If you uh, you think of that way, but yeah, he is definitely trying different. Um, uh, he's trying a couple of different formations too, and um, whether it's playing uh, Richarlison up on top by his, by himself or having wingers. In there, Luckman and Theo Walcott, yeah. And what have you made of Ricarlison this season as well? Obviously, because he's he came in for a lot of money. Um, yeah, came in there was a lot of scrutiny over that deal, um, especially how sort of how he performed for Watford last season, um, well, the season before rather, in terms of like really hot start and then tailing off um, in the second half of the season. Although he had played tons of football also in Brazil, I think before he even came over. Um, mm. uh, what, what have you made of him this season? Um, I mean, he had a really, really strong start. start. Um, recently, has been. T- I mean, he's only got two two goals in his last ten games, um, which he's played, 
And he hasn't he hasn't really been getting his game recently. Um, he's been brought off after 60 minutes or or he's been subbed on. Um, I mean, his last goal was against Huddersfield in, in January. So it's like he's, he's on a bit of a drought. He's just, I don't know, he's sort of just dropped off. Um, but I'm not I'm not sure whether that's a case of the opposition we're playing or yeah he just he just he hasn't been the same since the start of the season I don't, I'm not quite sure why um, but I think he was definitely a good buy and of course everyone's got to settle in um, yeah I think I think he was a good buy personally yeah I'd say so yeah he's young as well young enough of course he's 21 and improve um, definitely looks to have the raw the raw materials doing well for Brazil as well actually when he got called up as well but um, yeah. In terms of that 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 three 0 win then over Cardiff in your last game, I mean, I mean that came off the back of uh, three consecutive losses, uh, one to Wolves, uh, I mean, the obligatory one to City that everyone seems to seems to do. Even even the Liverpool fans were desperately hoping to somehow pull out the bag. But then we saw you play. Was it uh, Andre Gomez and Nicolas uh, on the bench for that game? Or was it? I mean, I mean, do you, do you buy into any of that? Yeah, that, 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 that I you think we... that game. <laughs> I'd. I'd say the front that Marco Silva was trying to put on was that he didn't throw the game. But I know deep down in every single Evertonian's heart, we wanted us to get absolutely ruined. Like, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> you're not going to bench Richarlison. Like, one, like he scored 10 goals this season. He's he, um, And he was our top scorer before last game. You're not going to bench Richarlison against the best team in the league. Do you know what I mean? Like, sorry, let me just get the lineup that he put out. You can't, like, he's starting Calvert Lewin. You're not going to start Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin is a player you sub on about 80 minutes. Who's fantastic. I love Calvert Lewin because he comes on and he gets the goal um, late on. But I'd say we threw the game because everyone wants, every, no one wants to, for Liverpool to win the league. It might be just me because I'm from Merseyside, but no one wants Liverpool to win the league. <laughs> I was going to ask. I was going to ask how deep that runs. Yeah, I mean, because the thing that you you haven't got anything particularly against City. I mean, I mean, I asked I asked the United fan about this on um, the last pod that we did prior to that. So just exhausting, like nil nil draw. Out oh, of God. Oh. Uh, I was like, never going to get those minutes back. But it was um, no. Yeah, I was asking him. I mean. Is the hatred deep enough for you that you still you prefer City to win the league over us? And he's like, oh yes, <laughs> it's like, oh, there's no doubt there. And it's the same for you guys oh. as well. I mean, obviously you. Uh, I mean, is is there you know, the sense that I mean, in terms of the actual build up for this game and the motivation for this game, uh, isn't it potentially an easy team talk for Marco Silva? But you, you've got the anger of what happened in the last game. I mean, I've already seen him coming out with saying that we we celebrated our lucky goal like we won the World Cup final. So he's getting involved already. Early on, um, yeah, and then the added motivation of look, we have a chance here to ruin their chances, their best chances of of winning a league in in years. Definitely, I mean, the way like C- City playing recently, City have just been steamrolling teams apart from Newcastle recently, um, and Liverpool haven't been playing the. Be- I mean, don't be wrong, uh, you flattened. Did you play on Wednesday? Sorry, Watford. We yeah, we five nil round. Yeah. Flat, flattened them five nil, um, which is the Liverpool you used to seeing almost, and you haven't really seen that Liverpool for a couple of games. Um, so it was interesting, really. But yeah, as you say, this game for Everton, this is literally our biggest game of the season because if we win this game, we haven't won in. I think it's like 
It's been so far. It's been, it's been twenty. Oh, so hang on, I'm, I'm trying to wrap it. The last eighteen meetings um, in all competitions. Uh, you know, one. Uh, your most recent win was uh, two. Uh, two no, twenty ten, I think. Twenty ten. I mean, come on, we haven't won in nine years. If we win this game, and we are yeah. contributing to you possibly not losing the title, that is like, yeah. it's massive. At I don't mean time, to sound bitter, but it's massive. For well, us. Of course it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't play it down at all. If I was Marco Silva, I'd be, I'd be getting. I mean, do you, do you think again? I mean, often people say about the derby. I mean, the form goes out the window. So the form goes out the window, um, yeah. and often passion takes over. And I know previous Liverpool managers, even pre- previous Everton managers as well, at times have tried to take that passion out of the game in, in order to sort of focus on it and just get the result. Um, because we, we have seen in the past, you know, playing too much on that edge can, you know, can lead to things going wrong. Um, especially when, like, if you do concede early on, you mentioned about bottle and stuff, like how you react to something, something like that if you've riled yourself up for a game like this. Um, but do you think in this occasion, given what you just said about the incentive that's there, that Silva's trying to get, going to get you guys um, as pumped for this as, as, as possible. Totally. I mean, Silva, as you say, he's, he's going to have the easiest team talk in the world. Um, it's it's a point of revenge. We're just trying to go back and sort of just trying to, at least if we don't win, we need to have a good, we just need to play well. We need to play well. We need to, we need to make sure we're not rolling over. Um, I know Everton fans are going to make Goodison an absolute hellhole <laughs> for Liverpool um, when that Goodison atmosphere fear gets going for a big game. It is an absolute <laughs> oh, it's it'll, it'll be it'll be horrible for Liverpool players. But yeah, as you, as you say, he's got an easy team talk. Everyone's going to be riled up. Everyone's going to have the last game on their minds, and they're going to think, "Let's go out there and do a job." Yeah. In terms of the last game on their minds as well, I mean, of course, I also got a stat here as well. Liverpool have scored five 90th minute plus winning goals in the league against Everton, um, which is a record against any sort of single opponent in the league. Yeah. So there is that. Not surprised me. There's that hoodoo <laughs> over it as well. So you mentioned Bottle as well. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to put that all down to Bottle because we saw the last game was nothing to do with Bottle. It was to do with oh, yeah. freak luck. And I remember the Mane. The Mane goal as well. And again, you know, Sturridge coming on, taking that speculative shot. It, 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 things have gone our way, for sure. Mm. Um, and sometimes that comes when you've got quality players as well. You, you, you're going to get that run, run of luck. But I mean, how much do you think that factors into it? Because I, I, I did wonder. I mean, I, it's, it's pretty likely that I don't think Firmino will make it this weekend. Um, I'd be surprised if he did. Uh, but we've got Origi um, back in the team, you know, in his in his wake, scoring. He scored a goal. Um, midweek and actually played really yeah. well. Um, not as a centre forward, played out wide actually, which surprised a lot of people. Mane playing uh, as a centre forward and doing really well at it. Um, I mean, do you think even the sight of Origi is potentially going to be uh, be enough to spook um, or like, at least remind you about sort of fresh wounds? Definitely. I mean, if Origi starts, um, it'll be interesting to see how Pickford almost reacts because he can take it two totally different ways. He can see him and think, right. You're not getting past me, or you can see him and think, bloody hell, what happened last game? Um, but as you say, with the last minute goals and stuff, it does the last minute winners, it doesn't really happen at Goodison. And now I've just absolutely jinxed us there, but it doesn't really happen at Goodison. I mean, five to six games, five to six last derbies at Goodison have ended as a draw. Usually it ends as a draw at Goodison, which I'd be completely happy with. Um, 
but yeah. Hopefully we can keep our bottle. We usually do it good or something. We usually see it out, but we're just, just going to have to see how it goes. <laughs> it's it's hard to make a prediction for this game because it goes so different every single time. Yeah, no, of course. I, I think it definitely does. I mean, I mean, would you be expecting sort of a physical approach from you guys as well? Do you think you're going to try and get in our faces early? Um, oh, I can and... see some big tackles being thrown in. Yeah. I can see some. I mean, you saw it with Funes Mori the other year. When Funes Mori, when you beat us 4 0, Funes Mori sliding straight into. Who did, he, who did he injure? Was it Storage? No, you know, or... you know, you know who it was. <laughs> it, was it was that man, Origi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you actually potentially sort of really damaged his career because he was, he, he was doing really well um, up until that yeah, point. He he, he'd come in, he, he was scoring goals against Dortmund in the Champions League, or sorry, in, in, in the Europa League. He was really rising uh, to the occasion. Um, and then that injury just, it's, he's, he's taken ages to recover from that injury. Um, so actually, yeah, in a way, uh, that goal that he scored against you earlier, that, that was his own personal yeah, little bit of revenge, to be honest. Um, well, it was just a stupid thing for Demigorongi. Some Evan fans would have loved it. Personally, I, I was a bit like, I wasn't too into it because the way he was like kissing the badge and stuff after it, it's like after a red card, after we're like, <laughs> I think we were three nil down at that yeah. point. It's like, come on, mate, we don't need this now. We don't need 10 men. Um, exactly. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to throw in some big tackles. I can see Tom Davis throwing in some big tackles um, if he starts. And even Richarlison, he throws in a couple of tackles two times, a few times. Who would you expect to be throwing those tackles in on? I mean, who who, who out of this Liverpool team are the ones that uh, are disliked the most? I mean, I mean, I mean, Mo Salah. I, I'm, I'm imagining he's going to be getting uh, plenty of treatment. Uh, I'm very yeah. interested to see how uh, Goodison reacts to Origi. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing he's going to get oh, God. potentially when, when the loudest he, he chorus of boos. You'll be able to hear from Anfield the boos, literally. That's what it's going to be like. Um, yeah. They'll probably, well, he, 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 he'll, he'll probably never have had a more, a more visceral reaction to any game he's played in his life, I think, probably. Oh, definitely. Uh, obviously, uh, Mo Salah, he'll, he'll be getting, um, I think, a few tackles will be thrown in there. Um, I mean, Mane's on form for you recently. It's six in his last six. That's going to be a dangerous one. And obviously, none of us like Van Dijk because obviously Van Dijk, was that 90 plus four or 90 plus six? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, on his debut. Yeah, not on his on his debut. Yes, yeah. And you know, with Everton, we always get <laughs> it, whether it's either it's usually um, when someone hasn't scored in about twelve games, or when someone's on their debut, or it's someone's last game. That's what usually happens with us. <laughs> we get a goal. No, absolutely. Yeah, I can I can appreciate that. It's it's, it's awesome stuff. And, and, and Van Van Dijk's in good form recently as well. Uh, all right then. In terms of the sort of the expected lineup, then who, I mean, who, who who would you expect to, um, Silver to be going with for this weekend? Um, I can see him going. I'd probably say, I'd I'd like to see a four three three, if I'm honest, or three four three two one. Um, I'd like to see Pickford in goal, um, Digne, um, K- Mina and Zuma. And with Kenny out on the right, because he usually does all right. I think he played the last um, derby and he put quite, he was all right. Um, and I'd like to see Davis, uh, Andre Gomez and Gay in the middle. Or actually, mm. oh no, instead of Davis, I'd have Sigurdsson. And then I'd have up top, 
Luchman, Richarlison, and either Calvert Lewin or Theo Walcott. Yeah, Walcott would be an interesting one. Um, just before we take a break, because we'll, we'll take a break and speak to uh, Sam about Liverpool and come back to you at the end as well, just to, just to talk about sort of the real brief talking points out of the game and then get your get your prediction from you, um, Joe. But I mean, just one last question I had actually was on Luchman because um, he's he's a really interesting player. Um, and you know, seems to have tons of talent, but I, I'd say, I mean, this season he seems to have been more muted in terms of how he's how he's performed. But, but while still showing glimpses of an okay, that there's tons of talent there in this kid. Um, what what have you made of him this season? And I mean, and, and why do you think perhaps he's not um, had the impact that maybe some people imagined he would have if he if he had stayed in the Premier League as he has done? Um, I, th- I think with Luckman, he really he offers. He offers a lot of promise. Obviously, um, he got that goal against Le- against Lincoln, um, and he's had a couple of games out injured as well because um, he was he got injured against Man City uh, just before Christmas. I'm not sure with, with Luckman. He, he he shows so much promise, um, and he's as, as you say. I'm not, I'm not I'm not too sure what to say about Luckman, if I'm honest, because. It'd be a great loss if he left, and I think with the start and end of last season, he was looking at leaving, wasn't he? But we did, we held on to him. Um, but yeah, I think he, he injects a bit of spark. But apart from that, I think he's he's someone good to keep because he's he's only young, isn't he? Yeah, it seems quite raw still. I mean, another player who who, who was we know was keen to leave with that offer came from PSG was, was gay. I mean, I mean, how important has he been for, for you this season? He seems like a really integral uh, player. Yeah, I think he's been really important, definitely um, in keeping it calm. Uh, and that, cause that is what Everton struggles with. Um, so yeah, I think he'd be such, I, I mean, what was the offer? 35 million from PSG. Yeah, yeah. And for us to turn down 35 million, you can see how important he really is for us. No, for sure. I mean, I, I you could tell he's disappointed, but it seems to have got his head back on and, and actually fo- focused on on the game since then. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting battle between him and uh, him and Fabinho uh, on the weekend. He's been playing well recently as well. But anyway, Joe, thank, thanks so much for all that on um, on Everton. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to you right before the end just to, to talk about sort of the, your predictions for the game and things like that. But speaking of Liverpool, um, Sam, uh, goals. We scored goals again uh, after those two nil nils where you you wondered exactly what was happening with with Liverpool you know, whether creatively we were struggling a little bit although I thought against Bayern Munich we did did create stuff just can really really put our chances away but United um, I was I was so so disappointed after that game because of how we approached it uh, the lack of I mean I thought it was a cowardly performance really I really did um, didn't see any of the hunger and then the five nil against Watford. Uh, the hunger's there in abundance. It's all back. Um, you know, we're, we're snapping into tackles left, right, and centre. I mean, what did you make of that performance? And then the, uh, I mean, obviously the result as well. That performance was just what the doctor ordered, wasn't it? It was absolutely perfect timing just before the derby. Uh, I think a lot of fans were starting to get a bit nervy and then game, especially due to. A couple of nil-nils in a row. So, yeah, mate, it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was such a great spectacle. It's something that we've you know, come to love about this Liverpool side, last season especially, where they had the free-flowing football. You know, we've had it in glimpses again this season, but we've been a lot more, we've been 
much better balanced as a side this season and that's you know resulted in a much more consistent performance and obviously an incredible points tally in the league so far so yeah it was a great great performance against Watford I thought that they just didn't know how to handle us and it was just a really I was a bit anxious going into it after seeing Milner starting in the midfield and, and after his terrible performance uh, against Man United but obviously he was out of position so it's kind of you got to caveat it with that but you know also then the injury to Firmino in the previous game which meant that we had the almost unknown quantity of Origi playing on the left hand side in this game and then shifting Mane up front which was a, a really kind of nice surprise and wow what a performance by Mane on the day as well yeah, no, it was a, it was a surprise to see us lining up that way. But he 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 has seen somebody in recent weeks who still had that that liveliness about him, that tenacity about him. Uh, really good to see him get back on the score sheet. Um, I mean, Van Dyke as well, finally scoring those goals. I mean, finally the song becomes a bit more relevant because of him passing the ball uh, and scoring the goals and stuff like that. Um, one 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 player I did want to focus on though in, in that game. I think it's pretty remarkable given how. Yeah, his Liverpool career started, um, and then also I think how he how he was unfairly perceived as well. I think lots of people uh, quite critical of Fabinho early on in the season, uh, having clearly uh, it, it sounded like had never watched him before, so they were surprised about um, you know, how he was playing and, and didn't really understand about how uh, how he was supposed to play, how he would play eventually for us, the role he he'd, he'd play. Um, he was another one on the night who had, had to, I thought. A, a terrific game in terms of just how how strong he was in the tackle, how how relentless he was. Um, he's really settled into into the side now, hasn't he? He's unbelievable, mate. You know that. I remember the early one of his first games was that Arsenal away game yeah. where you know one of his first starts and and I thought he, he showed yeah, but he even showed really good glimpses in that game. But everyone just focused on. He gave the ball away a couple of times and then everyone just focused the whole performance on that and ignored everything else that he did well. You know, a couple of ropey moments, but I genuinely thought he was all right in that game. He wasn't terrible. And you could really see the potential that his performances could get to in that game alone. And it's so, so good now to see him. He has become undroppable at this point. You know, he he was unbelievable against Watford. such a physical presence in the midfield. It's something that we really need when we are going to be bombing forward like we are and attacking as we are. There's always the danger of getting caught out on the break. And Watford are a very, very good side on the break. Uh, Delafeu, obviously ex-Everton, has got bags of pace and he's actually hit a bit of form recently uh, with that hat-trick. Um, uh, did he have a hat-trick in a recent game as well? Um, yeah, yeah uh, against 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 Cardiff, and um, so yeah, he was a threat throughout. And that, there's that one. Have you seen that gif on Twitter of him, Fabinho just smashing Delafeu on a counter attack, just turning, emerging with the ball, and Delafeu sliding about ten yards on, on the pitch, just looking like a, a child against a man. It was unbelievable. Just the, the physical presence he's got in that midfield is incredible, and I really do think. It, it allows this Liverpool team to to then dominate another side because they can keep them really penned in due to his unbelievable engine that he's got and just uncanny ability to intercept and to steal the ball from others and, and his pressing as well. So, 
he, he's, I think he, he, I must say, Wijnaldum's been excellent for us this season, right? But he's he started to tail off a bit recently, and there, there's no two ways about it that Fabinho is definitely ahead of him in the pecking order at the moment. Uh, personally, you, you definitely start the both of them every game you can, you know, fitness permitting, and then it's just a another for the third position. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I think I think one thing that we were definitely focused on before the, um, that game for sure uh, was just the the lack of creativity in the midfield at Liverpool. I thought it was one thing that we we saw pretty clearly against United as well in terms of just the way. Um, I mean, if you want to single out players, I mean, the fact that Milner was out wide uh, in that right-back position, I, mean, I, thought was, I thought he was rubbish on the day, he really did. And then, and then you move him back into midfield and you can see how he's he's effective in that midfield, definitely at linking the play. Um, he's more progressive in, in midfield than he is um, out wide, certainly, at least playing fullback. Um, Henderson, we've seen as well, and he really seems to struggle to dictate the play um, anytime he's in that midfield role, and, unless he's doing it a role as a number eight, and he's really pressing forward and being aggressive. And as we saw against Bayern, where he, he can be effective in that role, but he's not creating anything much unless it's from pressing in that role. And in games where teams sit back against us, this proved really in, 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 ineffectual in that role. Um, and yeah, people have been looking at Cater, wondering whether, I mean, especially with his improved form, whether he was going to get a run of games. Uh, dropped for um, United, of course. Didn't play against Watford either. Um, would you expect him to play in a game like this against Everton, or is it going to be three games in a row that he's he's dropped, which would seem odd, especially how he was playing uh, leading up to those games? Yeah, t- totally agree with you. I think Kate does another one where everyone knows he's got the talent. You know, a bit like Fabinho at the start. I knew he had the talent, and I knew it was just a matter of time before he's performing at another level, and we're really seeing that now. Um, as you said, Kate was starting to find his form starting to become a really important player and and he was showing glimpses of of just that x factor that we need going forward you know carrying the ball playing those little one twos with Mane he seems to have a nice little relationship with him um and and really providing that little extra bit of spark that we have lacked in some of the games recently you know when we are getting these uh, you know, the, the the attack has misfired a little bit of late you know we, we played well against Bournemouth and now obviously we've more than remedied, remedied it against Watford but apart from that we have had a bit of a spell where we haven't quite fired as we would have liked you know the expected goals from a few of these games has been a lot lower than what we usually do get and I really thought Keita was starting to remedy that for us and be the man so it's a bit disappointing to see him bombed out by Klopp, but you know he does do that sometimes. He does cycle the midfield a bit. That is something we are seeing a lot this season. And you know, usually I'd, I'd say yes, definitely play him. But after that performance against Watford, and knowing how Klopp tends to function, he does like to have Henderson and or Milner playing in the big games in the season. And, you know, it doesn't matter where Everton are in the league. They are always going to be one of the biggest games of the season for Liverpool. So, you know, Klopp might still revert back to what he seems to be the safe, you know, seems to think is the safe option in midfield by going for either Henderson or Milner. But, you know, I'd be, I'd be shocked if it's not with either, uh, with both of Wijnaldum and Fabinho in the team as well. Um, personally, I can't really argue with it now if he, if he just went 
same again, boys. You know, that performance against Watford is exactly what I wanted. Um, you know, fair play to Milner after that dog of a performance against Man Man United when he got put back in what he would definitely consider his main position, which is the midfield. He was excellent. I think it was an hour where he played in the end. He, he ran his legs off. And I'm almost thinking that Klopp, he, he removed him with half an hour left. Maybe that was with an eye on this game, thinking that, yeah, he's going to start again. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Milner and um, Henderson sort of crawl, shoved into the team somehow, uh, just because he, he does appear to like to get them both in, in big games, despite the fact that it doesn't always go very well, to be honest. Um, uh, you'd imagine Trent, I mean, Tr- Trent was another one in that game who we saw, he, he came off with the match ball after a hat-trick of assists, um, some of the, the quality of some of those crosses that he was putting in was unbelievable. It really was into the, like, uh, the worst striker in the world would have got like a, a chance to get a brace, um, on a night like that. I mean, really do see, I think since Coutinho's left, to be honest, he's probably our most creatively talented footballer in the team, even, even for where he plays. We know how integral the fullbacks are to, to this system. Um, Trent, I mean, we also saw again in the comparison where he wasn't playing against United. And how he, how effective he was against Watford as a local lad as well, playing in this game. I mean, it, it, it seems set up for him, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does. It, his, his emergence in that game couldn't have come at a better time, really, because, you know, he has been in and out of form on occasion. He's a very young footballer and you can see why Klopp does try to protect him a bit. You know, we don't want to break him. You know, we don't want a Michael Owen esque. Uh, play him every game and then he's basically finished at the top level by the time he's 25, 26. So um, I think we are trying to manage him and, and you know, there's no two ways about it. The guy is an exceptional talent. Um, I, I really hope he's, he, he's he's got the potential of just being at Liverpool for his whole career. Um, he, he obviously loves it there. And I just think that, as you said, mate, that delivery on against Watford, I've never seen anything like it. Just the amount of crosses he was lobbing in there. You know, usually I'd say that's too many crosses. You know, you don't want to be just throwing it in there because the percentages of crosses turning into goals are usually quite low. But when the quality of delivery is at that level, just the amount of whip he gets on the ball and he's putting it in the exact area between the defenders and the goalkeeper every time, it's just impossible to defend. So when the quality is that good, it, he is such a tool for this Liverpool side. And I have been saying it all season that Robertson and um, Trent as well are absolutely vital, not just defensively, obviously. They're vital for the attacking sense of this Liverpool side. You know, there there was no coincidence that Man City, when they didn't win the league, they went out in the summer and bought like four left and right backs and just absolutely walked the league. You know, they just needed the pace for players to be bombing down the wings, overlapping, and, and it really does supplement the attacking game. And Trent now at this moment in time is really showing his worth. And, you know, when he was earlier on in his career, I was convinced he was going to be a midfielder and you know, thinking of him in the Gerard mould and all this and just because of his passing range and, you know, his physicality, his athleticism. But the way he's performing a right back, I... I I really wouldn't want to move him. I just think you'd, you'd lose that delivery if you moved him anywhere else on the park. And he seems really happy in that position. He's got the team position nailed down at a really, really young age. 
So I think that might be his position for you know a very long time to come. And you know, why would if it isn't broken, why would you fix it? The guy is really, really promising, and I just can't wait to see him now against uh, against Everton. Yeah, should be fired up for that game for sure. Um, one more question I had before we sort of get onto the game itself, the um, sort of transitions nicely into it is. Origi, we saw him play again. You saw that, that different role for him. I thought he was really effective, actually, in, in, in running the channels. You forget at times how quick he actually is. Um, held the ball up pretty well, but actually came back and did the defensive work as well. Grabs himself a goal as well, sort of classic Origi sort of coming in from that side um, and um, trying to bend one in, whether it be near post or far post. Uh, seems to like that one. It's good that he's come into the team again and. Felt like he can he can play a role in this team as we sort of try and fight for the title. Um, you always need that from from your squad players, of course. So what I was going to ask you was, um, we don't know how fit Firmino is going to be this weekend, um, but would you be starting Origi anyway because such is his sort of influence in this game because of the last fixture? Um, I mean, do, do you think he's going to be particularly? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to say talismanic figure, um, but he's going to have an effect if he plays. I mean, just the way in which the crowd will, resp- will respond to him, as Joe was mentioning earlier on, uh, um, he deserves a place in that lineup, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. You know, as as you and Joe were chatting about earlier, when he got that injury against Everton with the Funes Mori, he was hitting a serious level of form at that point where I thought he was going to be with us for a number of years because I thought he was becoming a very, very useful footballer for us. And, you know, his his power and his pace, he's very direct. You could say he's a bit one-dimensional, but when he's in full flight and just going for goal as he as he was against um, Watford and just just putting his head down and taking players on, he, he's a really, really useful player to have. So... He's probably now at the best form that he's been since that injury a few years back. So it's it's a really, really good time. He, he's obviously had that winning goal against Everton as well this season. I think all of the omens are, are good for him. And I think he's going to be bouncing into this game full of confidence and, and desperate to play the game again. And, you know, with the Firmino injury, he's obviously a key player for us. He, he starts every single game when he's fit for us. But he's had that little injury now. There's no need at this moment in time to rush him back unnecessarily. You know, we saw what happened with Lingard with Man United. They tried to get him in a bit too soon and then he broke down within 20 minutes and and now he's probably going to be out even longer. Firmino is too important to us to risk that whatsoever. And considering the performance we just had against Watford, the team's going to be so full of confidence. I'd be more than happy to see Origi start again on the left-hand side and, and just just run at players. It, it, I was so impressed with him in that game. I was a bit disappointed to see him in the lineup, But you, you've got to say, I've noticed Klopp has been picking him every single week on the bench for quite a while now. So he's clearly been doing something right in training. And Klopp's obviously seen that. And now Origi's been getting his rewards. So I think now it's something that Klopp does like to reward his players when they do perform well. He, he does like to give them that extra game. And it's a bit of a meritocracy there. So I don't see any reason why they should, should be dropping him for this game. I'd hold Firmino back just to be safe. And then in the last 20 minutes, if we do need him, bring him on. 
yeah, no, I'd agree. I think he's going to be same with Trent. Not it's, it's the easiest team talk in the world for him, isn't it? He's 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 our talisman coming into this game. He, he's he's probably haunted a lot of Everton fans, and um, I mean, you'd be very interested to see how Pickford reacts to him. I mean, if I was a Rigi, I'd be taking shots from the very first minute, speculative shots, just to try and um, see how he reacts to it, for, for sure. Um, and I'd expect at corners as well, they're going to be putting a lot of men right in front of Pickford to make it as difficult as possible. We, we do have some big units in there. Um, all right, then, so to actually get to the game itself, then, I mean, uh, Sam, what's your reaction uh, or what's your expectation about how we're going to approach this game? I mean, would you expect the similar team from from the Watford game, and also, uh, I mean, what are you expecting from Everton? You heard what Joe said earlier on about, I mean, again, the motivation for them couldn't be clearer. Not only is it the revenge for what happened in the previous game, but it's also, you know, the chance to, to, to ruin um, our title hopes um, and, and, and you know, be responsible for that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people being quite dismissive of Everton in this game, and I think that's a dangerous thing. Um, even though you know we win this game now, we we end up being having double the amount of points that Everton have, which is quite incredible. You know we'd be on seventy two points, they'd be on thirty six points if we win this game. So obviously there's a gulf in performance so far this season. But as you said, you know it is a bit of a cliche. The form goes out the window, but it's a cliche for a reason. It is it, there is a lot of truth to it. You know over the years. We, when we have been inferior to Man United um, and we've had those big matches, we've we've always given them a game. You know, it doesn't matter how, how well we're playing in that season, in the big matches, we can perform. And I think, the you know, they're going to be at home. They've got an incredible home crowd, you know, great voice in, in, in the games when they're in with a chance. Um, and in this game, I fully expect a tough first 20 minutes. So I'm expecting Klopp to maybe... You know, get the guys to just bed in a bit, maybe take it a bit slowly early on, just try and dominate the ball a bit, get the, 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 the crowd to be quite in down. Um, and then hopefully then we can start to, to attack then and, and try and nick a goal and quieten the crowd and then just kind of extend from there. So I, with Klopp, does love to play Henderson. So I, I really wouldn't be surprised find himself plonked in the centre of the park for this game. You know, he is the captain after all. It's not something I would do personally, as I've said already. I would definitely just, I'd play the same team again. It's something I'm a big believer in and I think Klopp is as well, which is gaining momentum. And it's something he's done year on year. It's something that he's he, he really does take advantage of momentum well does Jurgen Klopp and I think it's something he's really got a chance of doing now you know I had a chat on the um, podcast uh, Nina Kauser show after the Man United game and we were just bemoaning the terrible deliveries into the box uh, the lack of contribution um, by the defenders uh, scoring goals and just the general set piece delivery and then in the Watford game then, Trent pulled out that amazing performance crossing in and Van Dijk steps up with two-headed goals. So you know, the things that have been bugging us have, have already been remedied in the last game. So we've, we've got no, no reason but to be really, really confident going into this game. But yeah. just an air of caution, 
this is Everton at home. They're going to be desperate now. This is the only thing they've got to play for this season, really, is to ruin our season. So expect a really good performance from Everton in this game. Yeah, no, I'm expecting it for sure. I mean, Joe, just bring you back in. I mean, if you're looking at that Liverpool team, there's obvious names that come to come to mind. But is there anybody in particular that, that, that you're looking at in that team and think I'm not looking forward to dealing with them on the day, um, other than the ones that I mean, obviously get the most of the limelight? to say it's obviously he's one of the main ones but Mane Mane does really scare me um, he's, there's just something about him which I think really counters the way Everton play um, I've, I've noticed in a previous couple of games he hasn't really uh, obviously he scored six in his last six but there's been a couple of times where he just hasn't got a shot off but as he's on form at the moment he is a scary player to come up against I think almost the way Everton needs to play it is they can't get to, I know the the atmosphere is going to be a lot, but we can't get too ahead of ourselves. We need to make sure, calm it down, create chances, because once we get up that field, that crowd's going to be right behind us, and hopefully we can use that to actually get the goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking about it as well. I mean, obviously Liverpool are going to want you to, we're going to want you to come out um, and, and try and attack us, because you know, pressing is one of our best actual weapons that's all countering and actually creating creating chances. Um, but uh, I guess it's just the chance you have to take. I mean, I mean you, you mentioned earlier on that you'd take um, a draw in this game now if you could get it um, because, I mean, Easily, ob- yeah. obviously that, that also hinders us as well. Um, but, uh, I mean, how do you expect him to approach it? Do you, do you think he's going in with that mindset or, or do you think he's going in with the mindset of let's ruin it for them and let, let, let's, let's get the win? Can't see Marco Silva going in with the mindset of let's play for a draw because if you play for a draw against a team nine times out of ten, something will happen. If you score against us, we'll be like, oh no, what are we going to do? As as I say, we'll lose our battle. So we need to take another approach as get a goal, get that second goal. Once you got that second goal, calm it down and then see how it plays out. But if Liverpool score against us early, um, I can see who's coming back and maybe getting a draw or uh, pray that we score a second. Yeah, so you, so, so you don't see there being a scenario where you guys fall away if you concede it early? It depends because I think after we concede, there's like a five-minute window where either we get, we get back into form or you score again. And that's I think that's sort of what happened when you beat 4-0 that time because you scored and then as soon as we tried to get back on our feet, you scored again. And that's the way Everton falls a bit. Yeah, no, of course. I think those goals scored in quick succession, I mean, just sucks the life out of any team, doesn't it? I mean, Sam, in terms of you mentioned there what you're expecting from um, Everton, but are there particular players that you're sort of anxious about coming up against as well? I mean, we, we, we know Ricardson's got plenty of talent in there. We know. I mean, Gay's been courted by sort of PSG, so he's 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 going to be important. I mean, do you see a key battle in this game potentially between Fabinho um, and uh, and uh, and Gay? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I thought he was excellent in the uh, in the other leg, actually. Uh, but personally, the person that does worry me always is Sigurdsson. Um, I I think chances in the box are going to be at a premium in this game, so. Um, one of the tactics might be to try and get the ball to the edge of the box for Sigurdsson to strike. And, you know, he is one of the best in the league at doing just that. 
Um, obviously, I watched a lot of him uh, when he was at Swansea as well. You know, I've always rated the guy. I think he's uh, he's got a really good shot on him. He, he's got an eye for goal. Uh, and obviously, he's done it against us before. So, um, he, he's someone I'm definitely concerned about. Um, Richarlison is a strange one because, in my opinion, I think he is the most talented player in the Everton squad. But his, his form of late obviously has tailed off a little bit. But he, he did exactly the same thing when he was at Watford as well. He, he kind of exploded at the start of the season and then tailed off a bit. Um, you know, a few people are kind of speculating that that kind of coincided with the, the the Brazilian league season or something. But you know, I think it's just a case of he's a young footballer, and these young footballers have peaks and troughs. You know, we've we've said it with uh, with Trent as well. You know, it does happen with young footballers that they're not going to be on fire every week. It's it's very very rare that you get a player of that age that can bring the performances week in, week out on a consistent basis. But, you know, if you ask me who would worry me the most if they were on the pitch, I, I'd say it would have to be Richarlison just for that reason because you've seen what he can do when he's on form. He can be an unplayable guy. You know, he'll try these flicks and tricks and if he gets a little bit of luck, you know, all of a sudden he's on the wrong side of the defender and, he, and he's one-on-one with the keeper. So, yeah, I think it's it's Sigurdsson and Richarlison, but I've heard a few people reckoning. I don't know what you think, Joe, whether he might actually be benched for this game. Richarlison, do you think he's going to be benched? He's going to be benched. I can't see him being benched, I'm quite honest. I think he's too <laughs> explosive to be benched. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think what our best option really is keeping Calvert-Lewin until the last... Yeah, I'd say keep Calvert... Have Walker on. Keep Calvert-Lewin till 80th minute. If we're struggling, or if it's 1-1, sub him on. He's the man to get you the late goal. Yeah, he's, not Sorry, bad, we didn't... he's not bad at winning late penalties, is he? <laughs> no, which should be even more tasty for us. I'll tell you that for free. Um, but I've seen it when I went um, when I saw again, us against Crystal Palace at home. Um, we, it was nil-nil all game, and Crystal Palace playing really well. Uh, Pickford saved a penalty, and 90th 90th minute, which uh, Cavaloon got one, and then Sanctosen got one afterwards. So you just see, like, the impact he can make by being subbed on 85 minutes um, is amazing. So hopefully he can do it again on Sunday. All right, then. So if I, if I was to put you guys on the spot then and actually ask you for a mm-hmm. prediction, um, Joe, what, uh, what, what would you go for? I guess what, what what's your heart saying? What's your head saying? My heart thinks 2 1. My head says either one one or two two. I, I, okay. If 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 I'm thinking clearly, I don't think we're going to win, but you never know. It's a derby. Sure. Uh, and and Sam, what are you thinking here? I mean, a draw uh, sort of puts us back in sort of the same place, really, isn't it? Into the just really, um, uh, and we, we, we lose footing immediately in the in the league, um, and we give the answer over to City. Um, can you see us going for anything but a win here? And and what would you sort of predict for, for the score on the weekend? No, of, of course we're going to be going for the win in this game. Um, as I touched on, I think it will be a very tough start to the game and we will have to earn the right to win this one. I, I can't see us just blitzing them from the very beginning. Um, we've become much more mature side now and we are grinding teams down gradually rather than the old blitz them early and then 
struggle to hang on at the end, which we were doing a lot of last season. You know, we're a lot more measured and a lot more intelligent. And personally, I think, you know, we'll have that initial 20-minute period to bed in. And I think we will grind them down eventually. And I think we'll have a win. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-0 on this, in this game. You know, I think Everton's form has not been good recently. Um, obviously, they will be up for this game. So that'll give them a bit of a boost. And it will give them that little bit of an increase in performance for this game. But the way the Reds are playing, especially after that Watford performance, I can, I can do nothing but predict a win in this game. Yeah, I'm 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 going to be a little bit bullish as well. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll go for three one. I think it'll be tight for the entire game, and then maybe we'll just have one last sort of really late breakaway goal um, to make it look more comfortable than it actually was on the day. But who knows? Um, anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much for uh, you know, coming on, giving your opinions on the game. It's it's always one of the most e- eagerly anticipated ones of the season, especially after how the first the first instalment went this season. Of course, and it, it's going to be really interesting to see how Everton react. Um, see how we approach it as well. Uh, just before I go, I mean, did either of you have anything that you wanted to uh, to plug? Uh, Sam, I'll come to, to you first on that. Well, I, I would plug the fact that I was on the Nina Cowser show after the Man United game, but I'm pretty sure no one's going to want to listen to a podcast yeah. <laughs> talking about that nil-nil performance, mate. So, yeah, that was the, the most recent one I did. And uh, if anyone wants to have a chat on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is at Sambo Evans. And Joe, as well for you, is, it, is there anything that you'd like to plug on your end? Uh, yeah, um, just uh, as as Sam said, my Twitter is at Gilology. Um, I make head swaps for footballjojo.co.uk. I make all the Liverpool ones, all of everything. Um, my pin tweet is actually something about Gerard Slip, so that'll give you a nice little Everton fan taster. Um, but yeah, if you want to fancy following me on Twitter, that's where to catch me, at Gilology. Yeah, there you I go. think we're going to have to block you now, Joe, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Anfield podcast that would do me. Yeah. I, I was about to say Joe, the Everton fan, who's he's been really sort of balanced on the pod for the majority of it, and uh, just given out his his Twitter handle. So if we do win this game, you know exactly where to go. <laughs> to room. Feel free to room me. Exactly. I've um, actually said on my recent podcast with um, Beard the Genius, he's actually in. Um, he's a United fan. Yeah. I actually stated that um, I'm. <laughs> 100% certain that you aren't going to win the league. So I'm already about to get ruined by a load of Liverpool fans if you win the league. Wow. So that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. already gone to that. But um, anyway, guys, yeah, thanks so much again for, for, for coming on. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm sure you, are, sure you both are too. But uh, yeah, to all those who are listening, um, thanks so much for listening throughout this week. It's been a busy one with the fixtures piling up, uh, but, but good to get back into the swing of things. So, uh, Hopefully we're we're back again next week talking about a positive result. Surely no no more late drama either. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll be back again uh, next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.